0: How's it going? Welcome back to the My Generation podcast. My name is Jack. I'm 18. My dad over here, his name is John. He's 52. And essentially what we do here is we talk about music from my time. We talk about music from his time. We compare. We contrast. You know what the deal is. We argue. (laughs) And uh, let's talk today about punk rock music.
1: Well, you know, it kind of came up because a couple of weeks ago you came to me and said, Hey, you know, I know you liked punk back in the day. There's a great show coming to town, maybe we should go. And uh, we got tickets to see Fontaines DC and Idols at the Rock and Roll Hotel here in Washington DC and it was an incredible show.
0: Yeah, two kind of new punk bands that I really like and uh I like like uh, Fontaines DC just came out with their uh, debut album Dog Roll, which I was uh, I was generally a fan of and a huge uh,
1: fan of it. I think it's
0: great. And uh Idols came out with their album Joys and Active Resistance last year. Which was a pretty great punk album and probably will end up being one of one of my more favorite ones if I was to make a list of like my favorite punk albums of all time. I would
1: have to agree with you. I mean and live, yeah. Both bands, both just bands brought
0: yeah. it. Performance value out of both out of both uh, bands was really great.
1: And I think Idols basically played Joy as an act of resistance. I from think beginning they played to it from end, the beginning right? to end, yeah. If that I recall was correctly. Awesome.
0: Yeah. That was really cool. And like I gotta say, like Fontaine's DC was was pretty good, um, like performance value wise, but idols was just on a different level. I mean, um, they were like yeah. they were really like immersive with the crowd and it, it was like it lots was really lots of crowd surfing. Yeah. Absolutely. You
1: know, wired up guitars into the crowd, yeah, body surfing. Absolutely. Um there was some you know, mosh pit slam dancing uh-huh. going on. And yeah. And they had no trouble getting right in the middle no, of the No, they
0: they did not. And like even at the beginning of the show, like they're uh uh, they were selling merch, right? And like, I bought a T-shirt from the drummer. I know like, that's crazy. He right? is a pretty amazing drummer. Both I mean, I bands say, are very
1: yeah. drum driven, which, like, which is not even unusual like, with pop.
0: Even like when it was uh, like performing, like the drums were like mixed well, like you could really hear them, and it was really driven by the drums, which it, I thought was good.
1: It was a great show. It and
0: truly I, was. I mean, I was I walked out of that show thinking like, even though like it was. I have not been to really many concerts. Like, this is a really great concert. I don't think that
1: I'll be able to top this for a long time. Well, and I have been to a lot of concerts. And I got to tell you, going into it, I was nervous. Yeah. Because back (laughs) in the day, you know, punk was kind of this thing. I mean, if I was to define punk, I kind of think of short, raw, hard-hitting songs, kind of aggressive, sometimes crude lyrics, very anti-establishment or political kind of Working class, disenfranchised uh-huh. are, are terms that kind of come to mind I
0: mean, Like when you say short, like Minor Threat Like all of their songs are like a minute long <laughs> Like if you look at uh, the first two 7 inches yeah. those, That EP collaboration they've put on streaming services Like every song is like a minute It's
1: crazy <laughs> You know, uh, and um, you know these bands tend to be kind of self-produced and independent Until they become big Yeah. And then immediately everybody considers that all punks consider them kind of sellouts. And there's kind of this authenticity culture in punk music. Definitely. That, you know, so-and-so is not punk enough. They're a poser and all that kind of stuff. And as a 52-year-old guy walking into this show, I was like, oh my God, these kids are going to think I'm a poser. What's the deal? but you know it was not like that at all i don't
0: think that it's like that as much anymore I don't think because it is. i think that at this point like all the people that were big punk fans back when punk was like at its height are all like fully grown adults now yeah and they so. were there they were there i mean there um, was a yeah. real mix it was an interesting mix because there were young people like there were people my age like probably around my age like 17 oh, yeah. 18 and then there were people like well into their fifties too. Yeah, you
1: know you could tell the, um, the and there the was under everyone in too. Yeah. yeah, you could tell the under twenty ones because they had big big X's on <laughs> yeah. their hands, so and they couldn't drink. Of them. But there was tons of them, and yeah. then there were a lot of people my age too. You know, kind of the thing that I noticed. Um, that was very, very different from punk in my day. Is there was no fashion element whatsoever. No. Okay, so back in my day, you know, ripped jeans, ripped t shirts, yeah. things were pinned up with safety. I didn't pins, see anybody wearing mohawks, any Mohawks, no. you know, dyed hair. There was I wasn't none really of that.
0: Expect- I wasn't really expecting you I that, was. You oh, know, right.
1: I, I've been, you know, kind of out of the scene for a long time. So yeah. going into the show, um, I was super excited when you said, let's get tickets. And then, yeah. like, the day before, I started getting a little nervous. I'm uh-huh. like, you know, how am I going to fit in this crowd? <laughs> you know, am I going to just go in and have a big poser sign on my head? And uh, I, I didn't feel that way. It was absolutely great. Yeah. And it was um, a lot of fun. It really was. Tell you, it's and like, people like a week after real... now, and I'm yeah.
0: still like, that was a really great show.
1: Well, I listened to Joy as, as an act of resistance in the car on their way home from work today yeah. and was pumped up. It was absolutely great. so Amazing amount of replay value that album. Oh, like, I'll yeah. I'll listen to it all the time. Well, I think it was really cool, and I think, you know, DC is a city that has kind of a couple of musical personalities. Yeah. You, you know, uh, DC is the home of go-go music, which Absolutely. I know is not your favorite. <laughs> but when people think about DC, you know, oftentimes they associate it with go-go music. Even like the uh, is is it the WNBA
0: team? That's that's in DC called the Go Go or is it or is it
1: the G, G is it the G
0: League team I have not, no sure. idea but there's a basketball team in DC that's called the Go Go can't remember if it's a WNBA team or if it's the G League team I forget but
1: you know DC is a great punk city yeah and um you, you know has got a really proud history you especially know,
0: with the more hardcore punk yeah because that like. Out of like, like New York and D.C. Like it was really like kind of birthed out of out of those two cities, really.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, I did some reading in preparation for talking about this, and it's punk kind of came out of a combination of a couple of things yeah. in the late '60s, early '70s. Mm-hmm. It was born kind of a combination of garage rock bands like the Stooges yeah. and the MC5, mm-hmm. um, experimental bands like the Velvet Underground. And then kind of this glam rock element of the New York Dolls. Yeah. And punk really kind of got its roots at a club in New York City called CBGB. And, you, you know, the probably the most famous band that came out of that club is the Ramones. Yeah. And they Absolutely. were awesome. And like, <laughs> you know, took the world by storm, uh-huh. but followed quickly by bands like Blondie and Television and the great Patti Smith. Yeah. And uh, so I really think, you know, and it's always up for debate talking about, you know, music history, but that's kind of where it was born. And then there was this kind of crazy British fashion guy named Malcolm McLaren who was hanging around uh, with the New York dolls in those days and then came back to England and he owned a boutique in London called Sex I mean, pretty good name for a, for a store, right? You know, kind it's of interesting, yeah, kind of an interesting fashion place. And, and there were some kind of punk guys that were hanging around there, and, and he created this band, uh, called the Sex Pistols. And they like hit the scene in England, and you know, 1975 or something like that, and were kind of an instant success, you know, England. Was full of kind of The, the youth yeah. was full of kind of righteous rage And they were ready for the it The punk scene in England was just huge at that time too. Oh my god, you I mean, know uh, Absolutely enormous Of course, you know, The Clash, clash. You know, were, were early openers for uh the Sex Pistols But bands like The Slits And Susie and the Banshees And Generation X You, you know, all kind of Came out of that scene Yeah And, uh, you know, so there was this huge kind of Punk revolution in New York You know, it got going in England as well You know, California And, and you know, the 70s was just a great time Late 70s yeah. into early
0: 80s I mean, there was there was so much good punk music coming out I mean, like, uh, London
1: Calling by The by the Clash I think you up... and I have talked about this, this is I mean, favorite that's, that's yeah. one of the best <laughs> yeah. punk albums best of in all time That's in my top ten And
0: I think that one that went like, kind of under the wire, I guess to Not to, like, no pun intended uh, was um, was Pink Flag by, right. uh, by Wire, which I think has really gotten its due appreciation today. But, I mean, that that's just an absolutely great album. That came out, like, 1976, I want to say? Yeah, 77, actually. 77,
1: and, okay. And actually, I was looking at Rolling Stone's top ten punk albums of all time, and they have that ranked as number six. Number six, yeah. Uh, their top three were uh, Nevermind the Bullocks by the Sex Pistols at number three. The Clash's self-titled album at number two, and then of course the sentimental favorite, the Ramones' self-titled album is number one. Yeah,
0: Um, I gotta say I like London Calling more than the more than the self-titled. Sure. Clash album, um, Clash album, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the, the song. I mean, they're, the... they're both great, right? But yeah. The the song that I'll always remember from the self titled album is "White Riot." I mean that <laughs> that is an incredible song. Absolutely. But "Train in Vain," uh, you, you know, is definitely one of my favorite songs the of, brand of all new time. Cadillac is a great yep, album. Yeah, like absolutely. That one. So uh, I think we're both agreed that we're huge Clash fans. Um, but you know, DC had uh you know was really kind of an epicenter of hardcore punk yeah um back in the early 80s yeah late 70s early 80s yeah some great bands like bad brains which is kind of a reggae hardcore band i love
0: bad brains that first self-titled album that came out that they came out with that like has like the lightning bolt striking <laughs> onto the onto the uh, the Capitol building. Right, that's an awesome album. I yeah. love that
1: one. Yep, and, and you had mentioned before Minor Threat. Minor Threat's pretty great. Pretty great. And then you know Henry Rollins, uh, Black Flag. I guess is considered a California band, but Henry Rollins yeah. is from D.C. And um, you, you know there was just a great scene, the 9:30 Club. You know the way CBGB yeah, the Club. Yep, yep. was the was the epicenter of New York punk. The 9:30 Club was really the epicenter of DC hardcore.
0: Yeah, I mean a ton of bands got uh, got going there. And then there was also that uh, what was it called, the Discord label? I yep. think. Yep. That was that was started by one of the guys from Minor Threat, right? I think it was. Yeah. And, and um, uh, that, that was big for the D.C. hardcore punk scene. That was like a label that I think a bunch of them went under. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, you, you know, there were a lot of great punk bands. You know, Fugazi is another one that came out of D.C. Um, you, you know, one of the things that's interesting to me as somebody who grew up in a time before the Internet is now there are all these subgenres of everything. Yeah. You, you, you know, you want to talk about different kinds of punk music, whether it's proto-punk, you know, the the early stuff hardcore horror uh ska you know all this different you know kind of stuff it was all just kind of music back in my day but there was uh you know a big uh riot girl um genre that uh you know is kind of a feminist punk rock music that had uh you know real good history here in dc with bands like bikini kill and bratmobile um, so and I think that all these subgenres existed back when you were. Oh yeah, but like, you just able, didn't like, know.
0: It's it's so much easier like it's so much easier with the internet to like know about them now. Yeah. I mean like the the accessibility to all this information is just so much easier.
1: Yeah, you know, back back in my day, you know, you had the radio. Yeah, and you know you listen to different uh, stations that kind of focused on music that was kind of what, what you liked like I yeah. was in uh, in Rhode Island when I was in high school so there was a radio station WBRU that played yeah. you know my kind of music uh, WHFS in DC played that kind of uh-huh. uh, music but you know so y- you kind of heard from your friends you know you-, you found out about different types of music from your friends you heard things on the radio there were really only two publications that I'm aware of when I was a kid. There was uh, Rolling Stone magazine that you could read some about. And then there was Cream magazine. Yeah, and, uh, and, and so we got some information from that. And then kind of towards the end of my youth, MTV was coming out and they would do short little snippets about different types of music. And uh, so, you know, we just kind of followed musical trends. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, punk kind of, migrated at the end of my high school and college years into what was called new wave and you know bands like the police and the english beat the police started out as a punk band. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh you you know i hear them on elevators these days yeah. you know every breath you take I and mean, that's is muzak these that's, that's days that's a
0: crazy thing i mean like it's it's crazy how like how the music of one band can like mature and like yeah. change over time. Like I mean the police really did start out as a punk band. Like and they were like, great. They I were mean great. I've seen yeah. them
1: several times. They they are great. You know, there was a great band in England that was just called the Beat. Here in the US they were called the English Beat. And they kind of uh, you know, morphed from kind of punk to ska to kind of new wave.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there was a great band that I that used to... That wasn't totally uncommon
0: at the time. No, though. no, yeah. no.
1: That There was a big, big uh, phase of that. You know, bands like Squeeze and the Go-Go's and uh, Elvis Costello, all these, you know, kind of great artists yeah. came out of that time. But, um, y- you know, punk kind of went quiet there for a while, it seemed to me. And then this yeah. kind of... Uh, you know, I think with Green Day, yeah, you know, this kind of pop punk, pop punk got really big in the '90s, yeah,
0: and into the into the early 2000s, which was which was like kind of strange. I mean, like it kind of like it was it was good, but it kind of like kind of came out of nowhere. And some of it was good, and some of it was really bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, like that's kind of the thing with pop punk for me is that like there's a good pop punk, and there's also really really bad pop punk oh, out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like it can and it kind of like depends for me on how much influence they're taking from punk like if it's just a little if they're just like if it's mostly pop music and they're just kind of like doing like some yelly thing over it and they're not really like paying their dues like to that genre really that they're trying that they're like taking from like i probably won't like it as much yeah. as like as like um as like Pup, who yeah. recently came out with an album who i'll probably talk more about them later but like i think that that's a incredibly respectable pop punk band
1: absolutely and i when i first heard green day in the early 90s i was like Whoa. You, yeah you know like I, I thought it was great it was great to hear that yeah. sound again but just this kind of time evolved at that point you know uh-huh. it, there was a blurring you, you know there, there used to be a very distinct kind of this is punk yeah this is rock this is pop and the lines are definitely blurred.
0: Absolutely. because even in like the in the early 2000s, uh, like pop punk started blending with emo rock. Yeah, which was kind of interesting because emo rock got really big in the in the 2000s. right. And like bands like Blink 182, they were kind of doing that t- sort of thing and like it kind of blended. Right. And that was a really interesting kind of time for that genre to me.
1: Yeah. It was a strange time. Yeah. I remember we used to listen to Radio Disney all the time when you guys were yeah, little. Yeah. We really little. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the kind of showcase bands on Radio Disney was Bowling for Soup. Yeah. You know, which is, I would have to say, a pop punk band. Right. Yeah. You know, Probably, so. Yeah. You know, to think about going from the Sex Pistols
0: all the way to Radio Disney, like Sum Forty One, and like Bowling. Yeah,
1: you know, it it it's it is all punk music, but it's it's quite an evolution, and I think that it's going through a really kind of cool and interesting evolution right now.
0: It is going through an interesting revolution right now because of uh because of this whole post punk thing that's going on, which is pretty much just a more experimental level of punk rock music the way that i see it yeah and what are and some of the
1: groups that you're liking
0: some of the groups that i'm liking uh let's see uh idols definitely right um i would i would say that a uh, tropical fox storm is definitely like a is definitely post-punk yeah too. absolutely yeah and um yeah i mean i think they're both pretty great i would like to hear more from tropical fox storm because they were they're they have that one album that came out uh last year and they have a single that just came out that was Decent,
1: but... Yeah, you've listened to that a lot, and I mean, yeah. it's experimental it's for sure. Right? I mean, I would...
0: on it's it's punk music, but it's incredibly experimental, and so, I think that it's interesting.
1: You, you know, one of the things in the last episode that we talked about that I found was really interesting was JPEG Mafia. JPEG Mafia, and yeah. he, he, and he, he
0: describes himself as a punk rapper. Yeah. yeah, So
1: like he is to rapping almost what Tropical Fuckstorm is to almost punk music. I Pretty,
0: mean, I would I would not. I would not hesitate to say that. I think that there is a definite like, you I, you could say that. I think that
1: it's more cutting edge, right? Yeah,
0: it's cutting edge and it's definitely not for everyone. But I think that people that like that would appreciate that appreciate like taking punk and like trying to do something new with yeah. it, like trying to experiment with it. Right. I think that they would like that, and I think that that's the same kind of appeal of JPEG Mafia, like people Absolutely. that appreciate hip hop and appreciate someone that's trying to take the genre. And experiment and do something new with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah. totally cool. Absolutely,
0: but also, um, like Parquet Courts, who we agreed yes. was the best album. One of the best of last, of last year. year. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of like an art punk type yeah. of thing, which is which was pretty great i mean that's a great album they've been doing that for years i believe that to was hear a, more from them soon i mean they drop an album per, or an EP <laughs> or something year, right? like every year so right. i'm sure that we'll hear something from them by the end of the year i hope so i hope so too i mean there was like an album of like remixes of something that came out late last year i right. doubt that we will that that is the end that's that it. we've heard from them but well, um there's some also, great
1: post-punk bands from D.C. Uh, that we're just starting to kind of listen to as yeah. well. There's a great band called The Priests, uh-huh. and uh, looking forward to learning more about them. And Flasher uh-huh. is another yeah. one from D.C. So the roots are deep here in this town. Absolutely. And, and there's a good scene. Like There's a lot yeah. of cool places. Like uh, The place that we saw uh, Idols was over on H Street in D.C., uh-huh. and uh, that was a horrible area when I was a kid. But it is a cool area now, and there's lots yeah. of good venues. There's a ton of
0: stuff there. I mean, there was a there was another venue yeah. that we passed by, like Didn't
1: four it was doors it. down. Right. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was crazy. But like, also, I, I would like to say this too is that I was talking about pop punk earlier, but pop punk is still very much alive. Yeah. Uh, today, I mean, it's not like it's not totally like in the mainstream now, but in this little pocket in current music that that punk has kind of like found itself in there is still some pretty active pop punk bands like like i mentioned earlier pup they released right. they released their new album morbid stuff which, which i think is great i right? would think was really good yeah they uh i think they're doing really well on that and i think that they just keep getting better because i think that like their first album was fine and i think their second album was an improvement on that and morbid stuff their third album is really good and there's also Jeff Rosenstock, who's been doing his thing for a long time, uh, pop punk, and uh, yeah, I think that I think that even though punk really isn't at like this mainstream, like it's everywhere type of level right now, like it has really found itself like a solid corner in uh in in music today, where it's really thriving.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, in the last 20 minutes or so, we have talked about. Uh... It's kind of a subgenre of rock and roll music that went from, you know, like nineteen sixty eight, sixty nine, all the way through two thousand nineteen is still really strong. Yeah. It's kind of morphed up and down and back and forth, and there's a Absolutely. lot of a, a lot of kind of ebb and flow to it. But you, you know, there are certain things that are just common about it. You know, it's it's typically very up tempo. It's uh it, it's usually self produced, kind of a DIY yeah. kind of vibe. And um, you know, I always the other... thought
0: of it as kind of like the more like true punk, and not not always as much the pop punk, but like it's pretty abrasive and like kind yeah. of in your face.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just really cool to have you know seen this show and kind of been reminded that something that was so cool and kind of life changing for me, yeah, in the late '70s and early '80s is still very much alive. Absolutely. So for the dads out there. Check this out. You know, things didn't end with the Clash. Things didn't end when Billy Idol started, uh, you know, showing up on MTV. You know, punk is still alive. It's still out there, and there's a lot of great new bands that are worth checking out with your kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The Idol show was just great. One of the and, best
1: shows I've seen in, in a real long yeah. time. And, and we I see a fair amount of live music. It was a great
0: venue, too. It I really mean, like, was. It was. We'll be back. It was small, but like Rock and Roll Hotel is just a great place. Yeah.
1: And in fact, next month, we're going back to see yeah, Minus Five. So <laughs> we'll report in about that as well. Sure. So this is really fun. So yeah. Thank absolutely. you so much for the suggestion of going to that show. And uh, we're going to wrap it up about punk music now but we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon on the my generation podcast
0: absolutely thank you for joining us bye now